0: Greetings and welcome to the Saved by the podcast.
1: I love the power glove. It's so bad. No!
0: I feel the need, the need for speed.
1: Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that?
0: Better alive. You are coming
1: with me. Look I what you did, it. you little jerk.
0: Look. I'm coming to get you. Get busy living, or get busy dying. You are next.
1: And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back.
2: Welcome into to the inaugural Save by Nostalgia podcast, where we take you back to the wonder years and talk all things retro, all things nostalgia, from TV shows, movies, video games, toys, and music. I'm Noah Groninger, alongside Clint Schweitzer, and we'll be going through entire television series, episode by episode, starting with Save by the Bell, Clint.
1: Well, it's such a pleasure to unleash this DeLorean of a podcast back to the days of our youth, back to the days of video stores, Nintendo Power, and even 3D Doritos, my friend. I'm sipping my bottle of Orbits right now. I'm cleaning the heads of my VCR just in time to sit down to do this podcast. And I'm ready to immerse myself in my favorite childhood show of all time, Saved by the Bell. And we're starting right at the top, man. Saved by the Bell, episode one. Um, it is King of the Hill. Now, this episode is the first episode of the show. So if you're going to do a watch along with us, it is different on the DVDs. After this episode, we'll go back to the order of the DVDs. But this, Noah, this is the definitive. First episode of the show, so we've got to start with uh, with the first one, which, of course, is King of the Hill. we got to do it that way. That's how we're going to do it on this show, my friend. Yeah,
2: I think on the DVDs it's the 15th episode, uh, but it was recorded as the pilot. It's supposed to be the beginning, uh, but just to kind of explain why the episode was being shown out of order, uh, they had a, a voiceover of Zach saying, I'll never forget the day Slater showed up. So they kind of tried to give the viewers the impression that it was a flashback.
1: That's a good point, because obviously this is their definitive first day of high school. And yeah. uh, obviously the, the episode starts with uh, Zach, you know, lowering down the uh, poster of Kelly, obviously, and, you know, showing the viewers that this is what this is going to be. Zach at Chasing Kelly has his, his crushed for many years. And this is uh, obviously Say by the Bell is a holdover show, uh, kind of a spinoff, if you will, of Good Morning, Miss Bliss that aired in 1988. Um, and we're going to be having... It's show's executive producer, Peter Engel, join us throughout this show to talk about some, uh, some trivia, some of his memories of the show. So Peter Engel is going to be joining us um, in this episode and some episodes going further. Of course, there's 86 episodes of Saved by the Bell. The show began airing in August of 1989. Um, obviously, a lot of nostalgia here. This is the first time anyone's ever attempted an episode-by-episode analysis of each one. And uh, we're going to be having also some uh, actors from the show, uh, you know, periodically coming in man and so we got troy Froman who played ox he's going to be dropping in once we get to those seasons and even ox, ryan and, holahan, scud. Can't ox, scud. ox and scud so of course that say by the ball continuity is not always the best and of course also ryan holahan who was on the show as well it's going to be joining uh, us later on uh, he played sylvester solomon one of the nerds so this show held a lot of nostalgic you know purposes for both you and i it's a show that I remember watching as a kid and just fascinating that this is what high school was going to be like. I couldn't wait to get to high school for the dances, the proms, the, the girls that look like Kelly Kapowski that never existed. <laughs> and this is what we got, though, as a snapshot in time. Peter Engel and uh, some of the creators created this show that uh, was the first of its kind that uh, showcased children in a starring role. And uh, these guys were all about the ages, you know, of an actual high school student, you know, from Mark Paul Gosselaar,
2: um, Tiffany Simon.
1: He was a little younger, yeah, and Elizabeth Berkeley was maybe a year or two older, but, uh, you know, Mario Lopez and these guys that put together this cast, and this is what we got. We got, uh, when we start with this episode with King of the Hill, and immediately, you know, what it starts off with is, um, it's, you got that opening shot, of course, and then Slater's first appearance, which is the, the very first shot of, of the hallway and the famous set that we've come to know and love. Slater comes in very Vinnie Barbarino-esque, and immediately he's at odds with Zach over Kelly's affections. And that's kind of the jump start of the show, is uh, this rivalry that begins.
2: That and the first kind of thing you see is kind of Zach and uh, Lisa's locker surrounded by nerds. Instead of helping out a friend of his that he's known for a long time, he comes and you learn that just nothing comes for free uh, when you're dealing with Zack. Lisa has to promise to do his Spanish homework. He takes advantage of Screech, trying to get... Uh, next to Kelly's locker, since Slater won't let him have it, he tries to sit next to Kelly uh, in study hall, but Jesse won't let him sit there, so he's got to go back to Lisa, he gets her uh, new locker next to the boys' bathroom, and she has to also give up her seat, and she even offers up to do his uh, Spanish homework for three weeks instead of the original one, he's taken advantage of her in ten minutes, twice in ten minutes, that's a lot for Zach, you're looking at this kid, Uh, They're kind of framing him as a bad kid, a problem child in this first episode, which didn't really stick. It didn't last very long, although we did keep the schemes going.
1: Yeah, you're right. This is the first we see, really, of the Zach schemes, and he's scheming his own friends here, in this case, trying to get that locker next to Kelly, trying to get the seat next to Kelly, which, of course, happens, and just, you know, it seems like Zach is losing at every turn to Slater, but um, another famous incident, we have Mr. Dewey, played by Tom uh, Patrick Thomas O'Brien, making his first appearance, the first teacher that we see at Bayside, and with the famous opening line, Hello, I'm Mr. Dewey. How was everyone's summer? Mine stunk. Let's get started. You gotta yes. <laughs> love Mr. Dewey. He's my favorite teacher of uh, of anyone that we ever see at Bayside, and uh, it was great to see um, Patrick Thomas O'Brien, who went on to be in movies like uh, Pleasantville, which is really cool. And he was in, I think, some episodes of Married with Children. Did a lot of stuff um, around them. but um, I liked him and Mr. Dewey's my favorite teacher. So good to see him in that first episode.
2: It was, and then we get to see the Max. Uh, we get into the Max. Uh, Zach tries to make the moves on Kelly seems a little shy a little out of sorts We don't come to know that as Zach later on seems like he has more confidence But in this one, he's real shy trying to get with Kelly talks about how he waited uh, through six boyfriends uh, Later on in the episode he's been waiting for Kelly and it seems like an unhealthy obsession and a crush uh, a hard crush that he has for her and he's just trying anything any kind of scheme he states that his, his desperation he has a plan make screech fake choking on a bone uh to put kelly in detention uh, earlier in the episode he tells slater that uh, kelly has uh leprosy and so he doesn't want that locker next to her she has leprosy and so uh he's just disparaging her just slandering her name and uh, starting an ugly rumor about her he will do anything he's desperate to get kelly and that's what we learn and that continues kind of throughout the whole series
1: we also get our first trip to the Max, uh, which becomes the the, the teen's favorite uh, hangout throughout the show. It's legendary. They even have a Save by the Max pop-up restaurant in Hollywood right now um, that I'm going to be heading up to to check out here in just a few days. So excited to see that, that, that famous set, that that Max. You get the, the the wonderful colors. The 90s are splashed all over this place. And you first meet Ed Alonzo, who plays Max. And uh, you see him perform his first magic trick. And that became a staple of the show. It was kind of always good to see Max and kind of pop- popping in. He was good friends with, uh, with the kids and sort of establishes their friend group and establishes him as kind of a friend and somewhere that they go to hang out and uh, and have lunch apparently every day. They order their always famous burgers and a Coke and they always have their books with them wrapped in like a, usually the, they have their books with them with like a cover over it so you can't tell what the book is. So yes. <laughs> we get to see this, we get to see the Max for the first time and of course it's iconic.
2: Oh, absolutely. And we also get to meet Miss Simpson, a teacher that's uh, pretty deaf there. Uh, She's trying to teach the kids about uh, Shakespeare. Uh, Zach's trying to get into detention so he can be with Kelly that he got in detention earlier. Uh, By uh, having Screech fake choke on that bone, he makes Kelly late for class. She gets detention, uh, or so he thinks. And Zach's trying to get in there. Uh, Miss Simpson asks, does anyone know how Romeo died? Zach says, he took your class. And she's the famous,
1: oh yes, poison from a glass one of the best lines Simpson. yes that is great uh so you get you establish her too so it seems like early in the show they're uh in the series they're they're trying to establish these teachers as someone that maybe that we're going to see frequently we it is it, it wounds up not being the case and that is a pattern for Say by the bell not a lot of continuity a lot of the actors they only got back maybe two or three times throughout the entire series but you look back because of kind of how iconic and memorable these scenes are that you look back and you say wow I remember that, Miss Simpson. Of course, you remember the poison from a glass. And you remember here later on, too, uh, doing the Romeo and Juliet stuff uh, in, in the uh, breakup episode later on in season four. So kind of a pattern that starts. We don't see these teachers that often. But when we do, it's very memorable.
2: Absolutely. And uh, we come to see Mr. Dewey again at the end. Uh, he's in there in detention where Zach and Slater are. Kelly... Uh, gets off after telling Mr. Belding, hey, I saved Screech's life. Why am I getting detention? Yeah, I was a little bit late. So she gets off, and Zach and Slater are in there. Uh, Mr. Dewey comes in. Uh, Zach and Slater are fighting, and he tells them he doesn't believe their story about how they weren't fighting. I'm tired, I have a toothache, and I have to go home and pump iron.
0: I don't believe it, and I don't care. I'm tired, I have a toothache, and I have to go home and pump iron.
2: So I love it. Mr. Dewey comes with another strong line there. Uh, Slater, Zach tries to get Slater to work with him at the end, proposes teaming up. They could take over the school. Slater says he works alone. And uh, Zach says this is his turf. It was, it is, and it always will be. Another kind of nostalgic line there. Bret Hart was, is, and always will be the best. And uh, Zach comes with that line.
1: Yeah, and it sets up the rivalry to come. Now, this was the original intent of the show, I think, was to have Slater come in as this kind of Vinnie Barbarino type and, uh, you know, the affection for Kelly. And it does occur throughout season one on into the very first episode, I believe, of season two. We're going to be talking about all this later on. But really, Zach, you know, Mario Lopez and Mark Paul Gosselaar got to be such good friends that they just wind up writing this rivalry out of the show entirely and making focusing more on them as a group of friends. Do you like this rivalry? You know, going back, it's hard to watch it as if you're watching it for the first time. This show's a big part of our lives. Obviously, we're doing an 86 episode podcast on this show. Every episode, no one's ever done this before. And we're gonna be doing the college years after that. So obviously this is a little different to us, but going back and watching it, do you look at it and say, oh my gosh, like I would like this better of them teaming up, or or do you think they made the right choice later on, kind of teaming them up?
2: I like it better uh, later on where kind of Zach is with Kelly and Slater is with Jesse, but it's different. I kind of like the beginning where they're at odds and then they come together as a whole group and become friends. So I definitely see the reasoning for them kind of starting it out as this rivalry. They're, going after this girl that's kind of the classic thing the try love triangle they're both going after this one girl but i kind of like how it separates up and you've got the different clicks. you got lisa and screech screech going after lisa and getting turned down four hundred sixty-five thousand sometimes and uh, with the rejection and then uh kelly and zach have their ups and downs and then uh slater and jesse do as well so and w- well, of before- course we've got the famous uh, uh Breakup, uh, breaking up is hard to undo. Uh, we wouldn't have had that if uh, Slater and Zach were both going after Kelly the whole time.
1: Well, we're going to give our our official uh, episode review uh, after this moment because it's our first time we're going to be bringing on Peter Engel. He is an executive producer of Say by the Bell. Uh, also did California Dreams. Peter Engel was involved from the show from the Miss Bliss days on into getting the deal with. Um, you know Brandon Tartikoff and NBC, and you know helping make this show what it is today. We're going to bring him on to kind of bring up some of his memories and thoughts about the show's inception. Okay,
0: uh, I was on the contract at NBC. Brandon Tartikoff had asked me to come to their to the new NBC production as a executive producer, and um, uh, we had done a pilot. Primetime pilot, where at the last minute Haley Mills took the place of Sandy Duncan, who went on to another show. And it was based on Brandon Tarkov's sixth grade teacher, teacher Miss Bliss. And that original was Locke Voorhees and Dustin Diamond and Mark Paul Gosselin and Mr. Belding, sure. Dennis Haskins. We were on Disney Channel, where it had lent us um, uh, Haley Mills, the she on a lifetime contract. And they won, so we did the pilot's NBC primetime, it didn't make it, and they decided to do it on the Disney Channel, the Disney Channel. We did 13 and Disney didn't think it had legs and neither did I, but Brandon said, let's take the four best people out of there and make a new show for Saturday morning. And that's how it came about. Saved by the Bell was the best thing that ever happened to me professionally in in my life. It was a magical experience. It was was just magical. And um, uh, and then I went home and my wife said, how was your day? I said, Brandon wants me to do the Saturday morning show. And and she said, what'd you tell him? I said, I told him to get someone else. She said, are you crazy? She said, (laughs) We've been, we've been praying and hoping we could do a show that our boys at that time, you know, the heart at the end of the show, my boys made that when they were four and two. And uh, and, uh, and uh, we, we wanted to do a show you could, you, the boys could grow up on, like Happy Days, etc. Oh, yeah. And so, I, so I went back the next day, I told them I'd be
1: back in three weeks for the show, and that became Saved by the Bell. Well, that's the first taste, Noah. Peter Engel is going to be dropping in from uh, episode to episode here and there, dropping in to talk about uh, some of the certain episodes, certain characters, certain themes that happen. But that was a good way to start it. And what better way? If you're going to do a Save by the Bell podcast, you've got to have guests like that. Peter Engel is as big as they come in the Say by the Bell universe, and he's still out there doing it today. Great to have him on and uh, got to hear his thoughts about the show starting and Brandon Tartikoff and NBC. And here we are, Say by the Bell, man.
2: Absolutely. We can't wait to bring on others. Troy Froman as Ox and Scud, Ryan Hollihan, Sylvester Solomon. You know him and love him as the tall, lanky uh, nerd that uh, you see. And these nerds, we, we don't talk about them enough right here. You don't see them a lot. Uh, they're going to be more prevalent as we go on in the show. And uh, you think they're in more episodes. They're only each in like three, four handful of episodes. But uh, just the way the show works, I don't know. We... we Kind of need to get into that is how you remember these characters as long-lasting members throughout the entire series, but they're only in a handful of episodes.
1: Yeah, you see that a lot. Uh, You know, we're going to be talking with Troy Froman, who played Ox. I think he's in nine episodes. He seems like such a foundation of the show, but you look at it, and he's only in so many. And you think about like guys like Maxwell Nerdstrom, uh, Franklin Finkley coming up. There's a lot of nerds we're going to be talking about. Ollie Creakley,
2: Herbert Hodes, yeah.
1: And how say, by the Bell set up this sort of class system of high school, and you had the nerds, the jocks, and um, kind of playing off the stereotypes of high school. And, and it's weird because this show today is known as an educational show. It's also... Uh, named the 20 Best High School Shows of All Time by AOL-TV. So there's Saved by the Bell gets a lot of um, accolades, if you will, when it, when it comes to the way the, the stories were told and the way it's set up. Getting into it later, we're going to be talking about kind of some of the edgy stuff they did. Drugs uh, with Jesse, drinking and driving later on, and uh, how they address those issues. So a lot of interesting stuff. We're going to have Peter Engel dropping by to talk about it. So as we bid adieu to King of the Hill, Episode 1 of Saved by the Bell, um, where did this stand for you? Is this an episode that you're, you know, you go back and watch. Is it, is it a good episode? Is it set the scene properly? And was it, uh, even overall entertaining to you as a 34 year old?
2: I think it was, I mean, you go back and you look at it and just getting kind of introduced to the characters in the show and seeing Zach's schemes and how that's going to go, uh, getting to know some of the teachers having strong lines out there, uh, from Mr. Dewey, Miss Simpson, uh, just, it makes it, uh, memorable and, uh, you get to see Mr. Belding. You get to see the Max for the first time. I just, I think it all really works together, and it's a nice just beginning for the show. So I, I do still like it.
1: Yeah, this uh, episode actually aired December 9th, 1989, even though the show began in August. It was, I believe, like you said, the 15th show that aired. But obviously, yeah. this is the definitive start of the show. This is it. Um, th- they're obviously freshmen in high school. It doesn't come out and say that. It's very ambiguous about that. But these kids uh, really are starting high school, and this is sort of their journey—the uh, spinoff from Good Morning, Miss Bliss. You see, uh, Mr. Belding recognizing some of the characters, like Zach and Kelly. Um, like, I'm sorry, like Kelly wasn't in Miss Bliss, but recognizing Zach uh, as maybe a character that he knew from from the Miss Bliss days, and maybe starting trying to tie the series together. Right. Yeah. The right. only thing
2: that didn't work for me is when uh, Zach and Jesse are looking at their schedules. Uh, if they're supposed to be freshmen, they're talking about teachers, and they seem to know whether the teachers are going to be there or not. Zach wants teachers that aren't going to be there, so he can have a substitute and joke around. Uh, K- uh, Jesse wants serious teachers, and they seem to know whether that they got that or not, and if they're freshmen, they would have no idea. So that's one little aspect, but like you said, I think they try to make it ambiguous. They're not tr- specifically saying they're freshmen, even though that's kind of what you gleam is the first episode of them starting this new school uh, journey.
1: Well, I still enjoy this episode. I'm going to give it thumbs up as well because, uh, again, it's the starter, It's very, you know, you word, use the word nostalgia. This is the Save by Nostalgia podcast, and it's so much of what we love is based around these types of shows. This isn't a show that I haven't watched in 20 years. I mean, I watch these episodes frequently now going back and watching them specific implicitly for the purpose of doing this podcast. It's uh, trying to come at it with um, you know, as many angles as possible, but I think great start King of the Hill um, definitely thumbs up for me. And uh, guys, we can't thank you enough for listening our website, savebynostalgia.weebly.com. nostalgia.weebly.com. You can always hit us up on our Facebook page at save by nostalgia, Instagram, Twitter. It's all there. And our friends at save by the bell. Now, we want to give them a shout out. Thanks uh, to them for helping us pump this up. And we're getting this started. We're going to be doing this. Uh, this is going to be a lot, of, a lot of work and a lot of effort. We're so excited, though, to be taking this on. Say by the Bell. We're going to be going through this all. Episode one is in the books. And uh, episode two is coming up, man. So great start to this. And we can't thank you enough for joining us, Noah. We're, uh, we're ready to hit the ground running, my friend.
2: Absolutely. We'll see you next time.